We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. WTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Out on the presidential campaign trail today. Hello, New Hampshire. I'm thrilled to be back in your beautiful state with thousands of proud, hardworking American patriots. Former President Donald Trump today rallying supporters in the city of Durham. The GOP New Hampshire primary set for about five weeks from now on the 23rd of January. U.S. military says an American warship has shot down 14 attack drones over the Red Sea early today. In the meantime, Britain's Royal Navy downed yet another one that was targeting commercial vessels. Houthi rebels in Yemen have launched a series of attacks on vessels in the Red Sea in the last month, which is one of the world's busiest shipping routes. No American nor British casualties reported. This is SRN News. Dennis Prager isn't sure he recognizes his country. University of Chicago reports that 30 million Americans believe violence is justified to keep Trump from the presidency. Mm, it's one out of every 10 of my fellow Americans. To think that I, I share this country with such people is difficult. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 11 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Freedom Fan Club members get premium content by clicking podcasts at am1280thepatriot.com. There you'll have on-demand access to your favorite local shows. Just click podcasts at am1280thepatriot.com. From the Generations Regen Weather Center, cloudy skies tonight, low of 32. Sunday, mostly cloudy, high around 37 with some gusty winds as high as 25 miles per hour. You're listening to AM 1280 The Patriot. Portions of the following program may have been pre-recorded. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Berg. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the show that's making talk radio great again, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM at 1280, The Patriot. I'm Mitch Berg, the headliner, going on almost 20 years of dominating all Twin Cities media, along with uh, my friends and colleagues, Jack Tomzak, who's coming up in about an hour here. Brad Carlson, tomorrow from 1 to 3, the closer edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And, of course, Charter NARN member King Banyan, Saturday mornings 9 to 11 on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. Together, we are and have been and shall always be the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot, uh, doing the job that no one else in the Twin Cities can do, I'd like to think, and and we're going to just keep right on doing it. So, uh, political season starting here. Uh, Actually, it's never really ended. And with us to talk about the happenings in the Republican Party of Minnesota over this past few weeks, started with uh, Executive Director Anna Matthews. Welcome back. Thanks, Mitch. Seems like it's only been like a couple weeks since we talked last. It only has been. Did you miss me? I I, I missed you, and and I see that that you apparently have... You are to Parkas what Ian Hunter was to sunglasses. Yes. Always, always seen in Parkas. Are you like habitually cold or something? Yes, actually. Okay. Yes. All right. <laughs> hmm. I've, you're in the wrong place. Uh, by the way, I, I should probably say I've had the air conditioner cranked here because I'm habitually very, very warm. Uh, so this is this is going to be an interesting uh, half hour here. Also, uh, Senator, uh, former Senator Dave Hand, currently and uh, again, resoundingly, the chair of the Minnesota Republican Party. Ooh. Welcome back, uh, Chairman Hand. Good to be with you. Yes, uh, we had uh, some excitement in the last week or so. Well, let's talk about the excitement because it uh, it was apparently not exciting enough to make it for airtime last week. I was watching for results all the way through the state central meeting last week to see if the 
the uh, the, the Malek's band of, uh, of miscreants had managed to uh, carry out the voodoo they were trying to do, and it didn't happen by 3 o'clock last week. Uh, Anna, so, so tell us a little bit about, first of all, what, what happened. I mean, for those who don't follow Republican inside baseball, uh, there was a bit of an insurgency in the GOP. So the Minnesota GOP, the state party, is governed by the State Central Committee. Uh, it's a body of 349 people, including some legislative reps, delegates, um, you know, representatives from each congressional district. District, obviously the executive board, and we sent out the call for the meeting uh, the day before Thanksgiving. And uh, a couple days later, uh, Chairman Han and Donna Bergstrom and Barb Sutter all had anonymous papers delivered to their house. And they said, you know, you've done all these things wrong. You know, we're going to try to remove you. And so anyways, there was some drama leading up to that. And then at the meeting, um, David said, you know, let's have a vote. Fine. Um, we don't think that there are the the votes to remove him. And so we had the vote and it came out to like less than a third of the delegates who wanted yeah. new leadership. Um, but I always tell people, you know, look, when, when you don't have the votes, you've got to make it up with something. And that just happened to be noise in this case. Yeah. And that's what I had to say about it uh, before the vote. In fact, as I was waiting for results to come in, this is something that the Republican Party has been prey to in in this last few years is people who like to talk big, like the sound of their voices talking big talk and saying big things. And and conservative movements in Minnesota are not immune to that. I mean, Minnesota gun rights is a classic example. Lots of talk, no action here. But these people, I mean, it was fairly baldly obvious that they had no real plan uh, once they did hypothetically toss you from your office, uh, Chairman Hand. No, there there was no plan. And I think uh, it's probably true that that political parties are are always messy and there's always going to be a certain amount of uh, contention. And uh, being a party chair is not an enviable job by any stretch (laughs) of the imagination. Unless you're Ken Martin. And uh, well, yes, that that could be. He's he's been fairly uh, stable in that role for some time. But but they have slightly different rules than we do. So I think uh, uh, yeah. politics being what it is, there's always a lot of frustration, especially if your party has not been habitually winning statewide elections, which the Republican Party has not been able to win a majority in a governor's race uh, for 30 years. So we have had this long, long drought. I think if you look at other kinds of political races, the state house and Senate, for example, even the congressional districts, we have made a lot of progress, but yeah. we have still uh, been stymied at uh, winning statewide elections, and we came, I think, pretty close last year, unexpectedly in my view. But nevertheless, it's always frustrating for people, and that drives a lot of the dissatisfaction that you have. So part of what we've been doing since I've been chair is trying to build our structure, our organization internally, to make us more effective at what we do and to try to get our our activists and our volunteers to be focused on the work of a party, which winning. is really winning. it's winning, but it's it's the, the the details of that really are it's organizing, it's yeah. it's uh, recruiting volunteers, it's raising money, it's it's voter contact, it's these nuts and bolts kinds of activity that aren't very glamorous and they aren't very you know the kind of thing that people like to brag about, but it's the real nuts and bolts that has to get done if you're going to be successful. So we've been working at building that structure and also restoring our. Uh, major donor base, which again is is related. They're related things. So we are in this for the long haul. Uh, I told people when I became the chairman that it would take about five years for us to get back to where we need to be. I am still predicting that by 2026, we are going to have the trifecta for Republicans in, in Minnesota. Now, we're going to do our best to hold you to that. But let's let's go back to what you were saying uh, a, a moment ago here, what the par- building up the structures in the party and the Correct. and the uh, all the things you need to do to win races. I remember I fell prey to this maybe 15 years ago. So why isn't the party taking a strong position on issue X, Y and Z? And and one of the former staffers for the Republican Party, someone I think you both know, uh, dragged me out to lunch and uh, said, that's not what the state party does. The state party doesn't. That's what the candidates do. The, sta- the candidates take positions on issues. We just try to support them here. So. Uh, Anna, the, the, the chairman just talked about the structures and all the work that goes on behind the scenes. It's thoroughly unglamorous. It's not, not stuff that people talk loudly about because most of us don't understand it. Tell us a little bit about the sausage making that goes on behind the scenes and that, that the chairman just talked about that you're all working on building up here. Yeah, so a lot of it just has to do with encouraging and empowering our 126 BPOUs. I mean, every single BPOU can be a fundraising powerhouse. 
we have BPOUs that raise, you know, $50,000. Um, they should be recruiting volunteers. They should be having parade units. They should be um, knocking on doors. They should be registering the new voters that move into their precinct. Um, they should be canvassing the nursing homes and getting absentee ballot request forms for the people who literally can't go to the polls and vote. Um, they should be in every high school in their BPOU telling the high schoolers about the options to caucus, even if they're, you know, 17 still, but they'll be 18 by November. Um, those sorts of inroads and those sorts of relationships, everybody on the Republican side always makes fun of Barack Obama and the fact that he was a community organizer and that that was his qualification <laughs> to be president. Yeah. Um, but the fact of the matter is that community organizing is really important when it comes down to political work. Yeah. And, and, of course, the Republican Party used to have a lot of social institutions that did some of that organizing for us, and there's been right. less of that. And, of course, you all recall two years ago uh, when when hidden camera footage showed uh, people going through the West Bank and, and, and uh, uh, the West Bank in Minneapolis uh, reeling in votes from nursing homes and apartment buildings and uh, none of it technically illegal right. and all of it community organizing done with immense panache. Well, well I, technically I, illegal. Well, and technically I, illegal. I, I would rather, uh, I mean, Barack Obama was a community organizer, but rather than quote him, I, I like to quote Bill Belichick. And his philosophy on, on organization is people need to just do your job. Yeah. And we have a huge organization, hundreds of people across the state. We Many of us have elected positions. If we would focus on doing that job and not doing anybody else's job, that would go a long way to building the kind of structure that we need to be successful. One of the things that we need to do before the end of the year, and one of the things that uh, we did back in August after I started, is we're doing a PCR competition. And so before December 31st, Every single Republican in the state should look through their contact list and their phone and call 10 or 15 people and get those guys to donate their $50 PCR before the end of the year. I mean, if we have 3,000 state delegates and another 9,000 alternates, if every single one of them called five friends and got 50 bucks, oh, my gosh, like we'd be, be rolling in dough, literally. It'd be huge. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about success. I mean, the whole a whole idea is moving towards getting more Republicans elected. Now, last time we talked two weeks ago, Anna, you were out there knocking doors right around here, not too far from yep. the station uh, in a special election. And we were disappointed to see that uh, the, a Republican candidate, uh, Cynthia, uh, Cynthia Lonigan. Longquist. Longquist. Yes. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm from St. Paul. I got to throw the Irish bit in there. <laughs> uh, came up short by about 19 points. Now, you don't win elections with 19 point deficits. And yet, like so many things that are potential good news for the Republicans, there's incremental moves in the right direction. One I pointed out was 30 years ago, the congressional delegation was six DFLers and two Republicans. Today it's even, and CD2 is vulnerable. So it's, there was some good news hidden within the bad news. There now. was. So in 2022, the DFL won 52B by 23.4%. Oh, yeah. Cynthia shrunk the gap by over 6%. And she had the best performance in that district since any uh, since since 2016. Yeah. Um, and she outperformed, overperformed every GOP candidate on the ballot ballot um, in both 2020 and 2022. Wow. So that is a very good sign. Um, if we were able to replicate those results. Uh, we would have a solid Republican majority in the House in 2024. Yep. And the recipe for replicating those results, obviously, a part of that was meeting at McDonald's at 10 o'clock on, a, on yes, a Sunday morning. It's what David just said. It's doing your job. It's it's not glamorous to go out door knocking. I'm a political nerd, so I actually kind of enjoy the organizing and getting everybody together and oh, you know, look at the training people on how to door <laughs> knock and things like that. But, yeah, we had phenomenal uh, volunteer turnout. But, again, Every single BPOU, there's no reason why the last three weekends of the cycle, you know, before Election Day, right. organize a door knock at the nearest McDonald's, 10 a.m. on Saturday and 1 p.m. on Sunday. Yeah. And, I, and I spent, as you know, uh, many, many years uh, campaigning directly for the state Senate and before that for uh, uh, our school board. And so I kind of grew up with this idea that, that political work is, is not glamorous. It's not something you see on TV. It is just hard work. It is physically hard work. It's getting out there. It's showing up. It's doing the things that 
other people uh, maybe don't want to do. But by getting our organization focused on that, that is really the key to victory. It's one reason why the Democrats have been successful. Now, they have some advantages in all these nonprofits that they've created, in my opinion, wrongly. But nevertheless, they have this structure that they can take advantage of. We've got a great structure as well. We just need to make sure our people are focused on what are the things that we need to do, make sure they have the tools, make sure they understand what needs to get done, and then the support as much as we can to, to encourage them to get out there and do that work. And the factoid that came out of this last election that we were discussing here is the last House and, let's be honest, Senate elections were decided, really, I mean, four races. Very close. Very close. Several races that were extremely close. I mean, a grand total of 4,000 votes would have flipped the House, and not by a little, by a significant amount. And the Senate was even closer. I mean, one seat and a couple of races there were were absolute nail biters up to the very end there. And if everyone— if every race in the state had the same, I think you were saying before we went on the air, Anna, if every House race in the state had the same movement that Cindy yes. Lonquist had, oh, yeah. uh, it would have been a curb stomping. We'd, we'd have the truck. Well, we'd and, have a bifecta. And we had we had so many of the Republican voters. We did the analysis after the election. We had, I don't know, 230,000 uh, Republican voters that we believe to be Republican, you know, Voters that just didn't vote, didn't yeah. vote at all. And and yeah. if we would have had a significant portion of those people actually showing up, casting their ballot, it would have been a different election. That's the key. We have to get those folks out. And that is true in so many parts of this state that are are, right. are regarded as moldy, blue uh, cesspools. Uh, there are a lot of Republicans out there who have just been Correct. beaten into submission. And I, I'm one of my BPOUs, one of them, sorry to say. We'll talk about that when we come back with Anna Matthews and Dave Hanna for the Minnesota Republican Party. Questions or comments, give us a holler, 651-289-4488. Go nowhere. But your dreams must not be sold. Going out in a blaze of glory, no prices More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio monthly for connection. If you value this station, help ensure it stays in vehicles for the next generation by visiting dependonam.com. Seems like all this artificial intelligence stuff stirs up the age-old question, man versus machine. Hi, it's Mike Max here for the Good Feed Store, and let me ask you, would you let a robot cut your hair? Would you rely on an app to teach a kid to ride a two-wheeler? Let's face it, some things require the human touch. People come to us seeking a solution to foot, leg, and back pain after trying all kinds of things recommended by in-store machines or website blurbs, an impersonal generic approach to solving a problem that is unique to you. No wonder they usually don't work. At the Goodfeet store, you'll meet with an arch support specialist who will take the time to learn about your needs, your feet, your lifestyle, and then fit you from over 300 models and sizes of arch supports. Designed for pain relief that are balanced and more comfortable. See what Goodfeet can do for you with a free fitting. Just stop in or schedule an appointment or go to goodfeet.com. Currently, there are three stores in the Twin Cities, Burnsville, Maple Grove, or Maplewood. Call 855-554-3338 today or go to goodfeet.com. Packages start at $29.99 a month with signed agreement. Restrictions apply. Speak to a representative for complete offer details. See Vivint.com for license details. Terms and conditions apply. Homeowners, if you're looking for the best in home security and smart home technology at a price you can actually afford, we have great news. Now you can get Vivint's award-winning home security systems starting at about a dollar a day. U.S. News and World Report has recognized Vivint as the best professionally installed home security system of 2022. And right now, you can get Vivint's home security technology for about a dollar a day. Plus, get free professional installation from a licensed technician. Protect your home and loved ones for as low as a dollar a day. Call right now for your free home security consultation. 800-901-5563. 800-901-5563. That's 800-901-5563. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. 
Join the Patriot Freedom Fan Club for prizes, contests, quizzes, and more. Plus, get exclusive access to pre-sale tickets to events. It's free to join, so visit am1280thepatriot.com today. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488 is the number to call if you have questions or comments. For Dave Hand, the chairman of the Minnesota Republican Party, or Anna Matthews, the executive director of the Minnesota Republican Party, questions you have, beefs you need to resolve, issues that you have with the the way the party, or suggestions. Dramas. Dramas, dramas unresolved issues here ideas for how the party could be doing what it does better all of them are welcome here 651-289-4488 or you could just join us on twitter gab mewe and getter but not parlor at hashtag narn show so let's get back down to business here we have uh primaries and caucuses come at cocci uh we, we we have the our biennial events coming up here caucuses are coming up here i've been uh, heavily into planning mine for the last couple of weeks here we i'm happy to say we actually uh, cd4 actually got all of our locations done before any of the other cds so they did yeah that's, us. Awesome. that's right yes. Uh, we need uh, Mike three on there. Uh, we got it on. Okay, there we go. Yes, we do have uh, presidential uh, preference primary coming up, which is actually a great opportunity for us as a party to do some real significant voter ID. As you know, and as most people know, we do not have party ref, uh, preference registration. A lot of states have this where you register as a Republican or a Democrat, and that gives you the ability to be identified by the political parties, et cetera, et cetera. We don't do that. Right. We have to identify people by knocking on their door or talking to them or some other way. But every four years when we have this presidential preference vote uh, that determines where our delegates uh, are slotted into for the national conventions, uh, that is a primary where people have to decide whether they're going to be a Republican or a Democrat voter. That is a great opportunity for us, especially this year when we have a contested field of candidates. We don't have an incumbent, obviously. So we are going to be, we think, seeing a lot of turnout for that. It's a great opportunity for us to do some real good voter ID, which will be very, very helpful next year. And it's free to us. The government pays Correct. for it. We don't have to spend money on getting IDs on these people. Correct. Okay. So we, as as the chairman, as you both uh, pointed out uh, during the last segment, there are 230,000 uh, Republican voters adrift out there in the, in the great yonder out there right now. How do you see that affecting this primary, Anna? Well, the primary will help us to reach those voters. So, uh, you know, we think that there are 230,000. We could be totally wrong. They could all be weak Democrats or they could all be, you know, squishy Republicans. Um, Maybe they're all independent. But if we can get those people, if we can force them to choose between a Republican ballot or a Democrat ballot, that gives us a really good inclination as to how they'll vote in the fall. And then we can tell our candidates, hey, you should spend money on Susie Q in 52B, or you should not. If she pulled a Democrat ballot, it's probably a waste of our So four years ago, when President Trump was the only candidate we had on the presidential preference ballot, uh, we did have, I've forgotten the number, but everybody that voted, voted for the president, of course. So the kind of information that we were able to learn from that was minimal, because it was pretty much just an affirmation of who the current president was. This year, because we have a contest, we have three or four or five different candidates who are going to have varying levels of support that will generate certain, uh, certainly more interest maybe in higher turnout and people wanting to express their opinion. Uh, so we expect we're going to learn a lot more about the electorate at that point. The Democrats had, I think, seven times as many people turn out when their uh, primary was contested. Now, they do have a fairly big ballot this year, and I think it's hilarious (laughs) that they buried Dean Phillips (laughs) halfway down the list. It was Joe Biden, a bunch of other random people, Dean Phillips, and any time that the DFL tweets about him, they never tag his account. So yes. I think that they are just trying to totally bury <laughs> him yeah. completely. I, I think because they know he's right. Yeah. He is speaking the truth, and they're trying to hide it. I never thought I'd say that. See, see the day where I said I kind of admire Dean Phillips. Oh, I know Rotgut Dean is saying the, the the quiet part out loud, or the the part that's suppressed out loud. Well, and and, and actually, I think uh, the fact that he's not running for his uh, seat in the third congressional district, I think that's very very significant. Yeah. Uh, Partly it tells me maybe he's too concerned about uh, Biden at the top of the ticket and how that is a drag maybe on the rest of their candidates down ticket for the Democrats. Uh, So he's out. He's out campaigning against President Biden, which he's kind of making our argument for us, which is great. 
Uh, and then they have this uh, Kelly Morrison, who's a current sitting state senator, you. Uh, first term, who is uh, going to step up and try to become the next uh, congressperson from the 3rd Congressional District. But she has a record. Yeah. She voted 100 percent for every single thing that Waltz and his friends pushed through the legislature last year. So I think it's going to give us as a as a, a party an opportunity maybe to take, uh, take a shot at winning CD3, which up to this point nobody has given us much opportunity to really be successful. But because with uh, Phillip's departure – uh, we've had three or four very, uh, I think, uh, competent, qualified candidates express some interest in being a candidate for the Republican side. So there again, there's another opportunity for us where maybe we even take a shot at three as well as two, which is definitely in play for us next year. And so we've been working with all of our BPOUs in City 2, City 3, especially to encourage them to canvas, make phone calls, Correct. get people uh, voting you know, via absentee for the primary. The better, um, the better that we know who these voters are, that Correct. will determine whether or not we can we can make a play for it. Yep. And it's also important that, that to, to however the election turns out in the three, and I certainly am I'm going to do whatever I can as someone who lives in CD4 to, to try and push that, that boulder up the hill in, in CD3, uh, a district that was Republican going back Long for time. decades, yep. uh, including fellow Jamestown, North Dakota native uh, uh, Jim Ramstead, uh, mm-hmm. another, another former student of my dad's, as we were talking about during the break. But uh, the... Uh, yeah, I, I, I worry about places like CD3 becoming like the four and the five, where, where the Republican Party just feels so beaten down by just things being out of reach perpetually. And I, I, I have to think there's an opportunity here to well, try and turn that ship around. You can either decide that it's beaten down and that we're just going to let it slide downhill, or you can wake up every day and say, you know what, we're going to fight. This Saturday, right. we're going to go into the nursing homes and we're going to find the Republicans and we're going to get them on the absentee ballot list. We're going to go into the high schools and we're going to talk to the kids about caucusing. And, you know, you can't make a super politicized pitch, but you can get them to join the party. We're going to go talk to our friends and neighbors. You know, we're going to share what the Democrats Correct. do. Um, and there is a fight to be had, but we very can't much so. just give up. Very much so. It's not uh, people People forget they, the 3rd Congressional District, even Hennepin Ramsey County. This is not Democrat-dominated territory. There, right. There is not a majority of Democrats in the city. It seems like it because there's more people who vote Democrat. But I think part of it is on our side an unwillingness to try to do more work to talk to those independent voters, those unaffiliated voters. And so they have, over time, we've seen them gravitate more to the Democrat side. But it wasn't that long ago that the 3rd Congressional District was a Republican district. Uh, and I think those voters are still there for to a large degree. And we, as a party, just need to do a better job of getting out and talking to those voters. And when you look at the issues that are important, it's the crime, it's the economy, it's education, my word. These are things that Democrats have have owned, if you will, in the cities in Hennepin Ramsey County, and they've just completely abdicated their responsibility of being a responsible governing party. Huge door opening for Republicans if we can get in and make that case to these independent voters. We think we can. We think we will be successful. I have a theory. And uh, by the way, can you guys stay for another segment? Because I have a hunch we got more than, than, than three minutes worth of stuff to talk about here. Yes. Okay. I mean, I know you guys have got to be busy, but one more segment, maybe sure. a short one here just to talk about looking ahead here. I've got a theory. It is mine. And then I, I came up with this uh, talking with my sister who lives in Billings, actually out on a ranch west of Billings with her husband and a bunch of kids and family out there. And they've been beset with people moving into their area uh, far out west of Billings, almost to the foothills, for the last couple of years. People moving in from California to escape California, but bringing their their, their politics with them. It's a story that, that is familiar to you, of course, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Chairman Han, mm-hmm. uh, in, in Edina. Uh, and I was telling my, 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 my sister and brother-in-law... I mean, your typical voter out here, your typical Republican voter in this formerly very, very red district is someone who comes in from the farm, comes in from the ranch once every two years to do the dirty work of voting and doesn't and doesn't want to be bothered because they're busy running businesses, raising families, hauling cattle around, doing doing real stuff uh, with all due respect to people who work in politics. I mean, doing stuff outside of politics. And this is not a part of their culture. Their part of the culture is they vote red. They vote Republican because that's the party they vote for, but they, they, they don't want they don't want politics to to dominate their real life, right. and it's a culture change. Republicans here aren't that much different. We have to change that though, and and a lot of Republicans will say, "Oh, I don't care po- about politics." Well, politics cares about you, exactly. And you're trying to ranch or farm or raise your kids or do whatever. 
Um, but they are plotting and planning every single day on how to encroach government Correct. and and come into your life. And so we do have to have an attitude change when it comes to that. Yeah. I think we do have an opportunity. And, and Republicans, as you say, we're, we're fairly independent in our views. We're fairly focused on let's do the kinds of things, keep our families uh, strong and safe and build our careers. And, and we tend to focus on those things. And sometimes politics becomes sort of an afterthought. But But really, let's not forget how important it is that we have this great legacy that was uh, bequeathed to us by our founders. We have freedom. We have the ability to structure our own form of government. We can represent ourselves in our, in our various ways. We need to do that. And, uh, and I think the real key is for us as Republicans to not lose, uh, lose heart about the opportunity that we have. Uh, elections are not finally, uh, ultimately won forever. Every election is an opportunity to make a change. And we need to make sure our people know this and they get out and we get our voters identified into the polls. That thing you just said there, uh, Chairman Han. I was looking at uh, at Representative Yang's hate crime database or hate speech database. You just popped up on it right there for saying all that right there. It's unbelievable. Uh, I, I made that part up here. But and yet, yes, we're a generation away from all that being not true. If people don't yes. step up and toss innovations like the, the hate speech database and everything else that came out of this last uh, legislative session right. into the dustbin where it belongs. Uh, one more segment coming up with Chairman Han, Executive Director uh, Matthews. And uh, your phone calls, if you're so inclined, 651-289-4488. Go nowhere. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, three quarters done, which means the fun is just beginning. <laughs> we all know that aches and pains come with simply getting older. But it doesn't mean you have to accept it. That's why I want to tell you about a special lady, Leah from Ohio, and her relief factor story. One Sunday, Leah was sitting on the couch in so much pain, she was literally in tears. That's when she decided to try relief factor. Just eight days later, she found relief, and she continued to get better and better. To quote her, she said, I am truly amazed at this product. Like me, who after nine, almost ten years, almost a decade of low back, pain lost that pain thanks to Relief Factor. If you're living with aches and pain, see how Relief Factor, a daily drug-free supplement, could help you feel and live better every day. Get the three-week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. It all comes with a feel-better or your money-back guarantee. That number, 1-800-4-RELIEF. the number four, relief relieffactor.com. What is dedication? I am the father of a nine-year-old little girl and a six-year-old little boy. And I find fatherhood both relentlessly challenging and relentlessly rewarding. My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. From the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night, and every moment in between, it really is so special. And boy, is it exhausting. One thing that I fear about being a parent is the future for my children. I think a parent's job is to protect our children, but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. But I'm also hopeful that the future holds a more inclusive and compassionate world for them. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. At Salem Media Group, we are looking for sales professionals with a rare blend of talent and skill to be a part of our community. First, you know beyond any doubt that sales is your thing. And while your current situation may not embody this ideal, you are still committed to the consultative process, a sales method that incorporates creativity and partnership deeply rooted in a matchmaker philosophy. Second, you truly are a fanatic about prospecting. You love the hunt. You think about new business all the time and always have your antennas up for leads that make sense. And third, you are what we at Salem Media Group call an appointment procurement professional. That's right. You're skilled and adept at gaining a face-to-face -face audience with key decision makers to investigate win-win opportunities. If this threefold identity describes you, call me, Nick Anderson, General Manager at 651-289-4408 or visit us at am1280thepatriot.com. AM 1280 The Patriot. 
Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. If you have questions for Anna Matthews and Dave Hanna of the Minnesota Republican Party, or just join us on Twitter. I I guess they call it X these days. (laughs) This was my high school prom theme. I don't know if you knew this. So, by the way, Jack Tomzak coming up next. I I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Jack Tomzak. He does a talk show here. He's famous for a few things. Hmm. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, I'll it's, check him out. <laughs> yeah, it's worth a listen uh, when, you're, when you're done here at some point. One more segment with uh, Dave Han and Matthews here. Uh, first segment we were talking, I, talking about the whole need for good government, not necessarily government that smothers all aspect of our right. lives like we have right now here in the state of Minnesota, but government that does what it's supposed to do well and shuts up and sits in its right. place like a well-trained dog. We were talking about that in the first segment here uh, today. The The DFL took a so-called surplus, which was... Not really a surplus. It was it was a surplus, but it was stimulus money and taxes on other stimulus money and and eighteen billion dollar quote surplus unquote that as predicted they spent as as if they were a drunken sailor and right now it's the, the technically the surplus is two and a half billion dollars but that's on its way down. I mean you're you're just basically grabbing a snapshot as you're falling from the 50th floor of the IDS Tower, you say, oh, I'm only on the eighth floor. Maybe we'll stay here. No, you're not. You're heading for ground level here. And the extent to which this money, this 38% increase in the state budget in this last session is money transfer from you and I, the taxpayers, the people who actually produce the wealth of this state, and transfers to people who are on the DFL gravy train. Anna Matthews, you have some numbers there. Yeah, well, so SEIU, just for one example, uh, they donated $528,000 to the DFL, and they received $2 billion of new funding from the state legislature last year. They represent 59,000 people. That's just on their website. So if you divide out those $2 billion, that would give everybody a 34 k raise. But as of October, they put a press release on their website saying how their workers just cannot afford basic needs. Like healthcare workers just can't afford basic needs. And I'm like, well, if you got a $34,000 raise, how are you not able to afford your needs? But again, it's not going to the people. It's yeah. being this politically is, funneled. It's a scam. And those are our scam. dollars. It's this a wealth a transfer from the people who earn it to the people who, well, are part of the nonprofit it's, it's, industrial it's complex. A, this is a scam. It's, it's, uh, it really is embarrassing, I think. And more people should know this. But these public employee unions, they're, they're corporate entities. And there's a carve out in Minnesota law. I mean, most corporations cannot give money to political entities, right. except if you are a public employee union, then you can. And then you can give money, to, and they do. And so the top donors to the DFL party are these public employee unions and some billionaires. And what do they do? They give millions of dollars. Uh, Education Minnesota is the biggest donor to the DFL, a million and a half, just to the DFL party alone. Yep. And then they, they, they get their people in office, and then what happens when they get in office? They had a 20% increase in funding yep. to K-12, uh, uh, the whole K-12 program. And where does that money go? It goes to the, into the pockets of the union members. This is, this is just uh, a scam, and people should wake up to this. This is what they're doing. They're using the power of government to enrich themselves not for the benefit of the society as a whole. It certainly has nothing to do with improving education, as we know. It's all about paying off these uh, these people who've made political donations. Yeah, yeah. if that new education funding uh, would have been given to the teachers, they each would have gotten a $25,000 raise. I didn't hear that in the news, did you? I think if every well, teacher I- got a twenty five k raise... It'd be in the news. They're but settling they contracts as we speak. I'm sure that you will see some of that. Yeah, but but by no means. And by the way, this is the stuff that is above somewhat more or less legally above board. This doesn't even count all of the money that, I mean, we remember the Feeding Our Future scandal, yes. which oh is heading gosh. up towards half a billion dollars. All of it in this sort of wealth transfer funding, uh, transfer of wealth from taxpayers to the nonprofit industrial complex, which by design can't be traced. And and Bill Glahn at the Center of the American Experiment saying, if you thought Feeding Our Future was a racket, where do you see the the personal care assistant uh, money that's that's being thrown around here? By the way, speaking of promises made before we get to actually what we can do about this, uh, the DFL promised that uh, along with all the other promises they made that poverty in the state of Minnesota would drop 30% because of what they did in this last session here. Now, last week I talked to the Salvation Army. They are being crushed. They need money desperately. And I also talked to, I mean, if you see see it in the news, food shelves are being absolutely stomped right now this season here. And uh, all the other indicators that all is not well with the economy, especially among the less fortunate among us, are heading 
perhaps 30% change, but not in the right direction here. The, the DFL just tagged uh, billions and billions of dollars. Uh, I mean, we get right down to it. They, 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 they've sucked a good $30 billion out of the state economy, promising to lower poverty by a third. Where is that? Where are the results here? Well, those are the conversations that we need to have with That's people correct. and say, look, you oh. vote DFL. That means Democratic Farmer Labor. Yeah. Yet, let me show you the laborers union. You were supposed to get a $142,000 raise with all the money that they just increased. And <laughs> the, you didn't even get your $8,000 rebate check either. Right? right. If they would have given everybody their checks, that probably would help people get across the poverty line. Correct. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not opposed to that at all. In this case, that's a great government handout. Please give us back our tax money. Well, it's not even a handout. It's giving it back to the people who paid it, which Correct. is just too too commonsensical. Okay, so we have about five or six minutes remaining in this segment. Anna Matthews, uh, Dave Han. Let's go through the things that people need to do. To, to change us now that the Republican Party is a uh, a major party again here. Well, yes. Oh my God. B. We we got our slate on the agenda. I don't even want to go into that. That that no, just makes just my head explode. Uh, and, and we've got our our ballot ready to go. The primary ballots ready to go. Caucuses uh, ready to head downrange here. What do people need? Not what can people do. What what do people need to do to get this super tanker turned around? Oh, they need to start to get active in their local parties, uh, get out there, uh, do the voter ID work. We're working very closely with the Minnesota House Caucus. Uh, they've got a campaign organization, of course, and they're working very hard to win back the majority in the Minnesota House. That is a top priority for us as a party, as well as many other organizations trying to, in the center-right coalition, let's help the Minnesota House get back into the majority and, every, and we're working very hard to make sure that is probably a, one of the top priorities. We certainly have uh, effort to win back uh, Congressional District 2, a couple of good candidates that we have that are vying for endorsements. So the, the, the short answer is if you are interested in center-right politics and center-right governance and better government in the state of Minnesota, help the Republican Party get our work done. Let's go out. Let's identify Republican voters. Let's get them to the polls. Let's make sure that people have all the information they need to elect Republicans back to the Minnesota House this summer. And I think it's important, too, for Republicans to not be afraid to talk about politics. Like, for example, okay, over Thanksgiving, my mom is from this little teeny town in western Minnesota. Her aunt is sitting there, uh, you know, at Thanksgiving dinner. She goes, oh, didn't you hear all the kids are getting free lunches now? Isn't that great? Uh I said, no. Wouldn't you have rather had an $8,000 rebate check? And, you know, people just don't connect those dots, but have have the conversations. Do you realize how much they increased funding? Do you realize how small of a percentage the lunches are? Just talk to people about this stuff. Tell everyone that you know about the presidential primary. It doesn't matter if they vote for a Democrat or Republican. Help them find their polling place. Get them to vote. Give them a ride if they need it. Show them where on the website to find an absentee ballot form. Just look at uh, how the inflation has changed under President Biden, how much things used to cost uh, three, four years ago versus now. I mean, this is uh, all deliberate. This is not just by accident. We can turn this around by putting good government back into power under the Republicans. Absolutely. Uh, let's go to the phones. Uh, we have time for a caller here in Stillwater. Jennifer, you are on with uh, Chairman Han and Executive Director Anna Matthews. Go right ahead. Hi. Thank you so much for taking my call. Um, I have several things I'd like to say, but one of them is um, your radio station often runs a, an ad from the Mike Gallagher show where he talks about what Ann Coulter um, said about um, running on abortion and how ever since the abortion ruling of the Supreme Court, the Republicans have lost in every single um, race that had anything to do with that. And so, you know, this leaves us with no opposition party in our state. And I'm wondering if you guys are going to keep running on that, because I'm a fifth-generation Minnesota DFLer who is never going to vote DFL again, ever. And I'm going to vote Republican. I voted Republican last time. And I'm so upset that, you know, we do not have any opposition party in this state. I do not agree with anything that the DFL is doing now. I mean, I just read this morning on the patch that um, DFL Representative Sandra Feist out of New Brighton actually forced us to pay for, um, you know, women's period products in every public school in the state. And they're putting them in the boys' bathrooms. And so we're paying for everyone, but also for boys. Um, you know, so that's even another step much worse than paying for everybody's school lunch and breakfast. But, um, you know, so I'm wondering if you would follow, like, Mike Gallagher and Coulter's advice to, to, to stop running on abortion. Um, you know, and then also um, 
I'm very upset about the state flag and the state seal. Um, you know, like the Center for American Progress said, um, the, the state flag was already changed in 1983 so that the Native American on the horse is actually traveling south, not west. So he wasn't going off into the sunset. And so what is the problem? So much to unpack there. Thanks, as always, for your call. Appreciate you you, you, you leaving your, your five generations of, uh, of destructive habits there. Appreciate that. <laughs> uh, first of all, you bristled a bit at the lack of opposition. Point. Now, she's from Stillwater, well, which is fairly we, solid DFL territory. I, I, I take the point, and, and she's making a point, that, that we've had difficulty winning statewide elections. Certainly true, but as we've said earlier, we have made progress. And I just would say that... Uh, Minnesota, like other states across the country in the wake of the Dobbs decision, has been really wrestling with what does it mean to be pro-life in the climate we're in today. We have to find a way to talk about what our, our beliefs are in a way that is not going to isolate people who, uh, for whom abortion is not the major issue. Democrats are going to continue to make this an issue, and they have t- make, taken this a very, very extreme position that I think the vast majority of people do not agree with. As a party, we're going to have to, I think, uh, confront that and try to get people back to some reasonable approach to this. And uh, we're working on it. Uh, yeah, I think the vast majority of people are somewhere in between complete ban and mandatory abortion. Uh, you know, Kelly Morrison's position where you have to pass a burden of proof to not get aborted, I think. <laughs> Kelly Morrison's a bit of a, oh boy, if we can't beat her. If the DFL can't beat her, good Lord. Uh, so yeah, that, that's that's a, that's that's going to be an interesting issue to work around here. I do want to envy you on that one. But again, though, talk to your friends and neighbors. Talk to your family members. When they say, isn't it so great that abortion is now protected in Minnesota? Say, well, well, what does that mean? What did they actually do? You know, are you okay with all of these extreme policies that they passed? Very extreme. The Democrats don't broadcast that because they know that people won't agree with it. It's just like all of their other policies. They are the party of extremism, just like Jennifer. And we have to get back to the basic things of making sure that people are safe going about their business. Yeah. Uh, the public safety is a real thing, not just something that we say it's all the police fault. Democrats have completely abandoned their, their duty to, to protect ordinary citizens. Uh, the economy's got to get restored, and the education system is completely a mess from, gover- from government being uh, dominated by Democrats in the last uh, few years. So we've got to get that fixed. By the way, just a quick amateur uh, suggestion from someone who does not do this, what you do for a living and never could do. I think if you were to spend a few bucks to, to, to position Ms. Feist as the face of the DFL, That'd be worth a, a good percentage <laughs> statewide. Uh, certainly, that'd be worth a shot. Just a suggestion. You can you do can that. narrate the ad. How's that? That's right. I'm in. I'm so. <laughs> I will provide free narration for any ads the GOP needs this next cycle. Uh, gratis. This is my contribution. Uh, Anna Matthews, executive director of the Minnesota GOP, uh, Senator, uh, former Senator Dave Hand, current chairman and future chairman now <laughs> after this yes. past week, reconfirmed chair of the the Minnesota right. Republican Party. Thank you for joining uh, joining us today. Thanks, Love to have you again. Let me know if there's anything else that needs to get talked about here because that's what we're here for thank you all very much thanks uh northern alliance radio network am 1280 the patriot one more segment to go which means the fun is still just beginning go nowhere we'll be right back She's smart, beautiful, and a former Fox Business Channel host. Now you can hear her take on the day's financial news on The Trish Regan Show on the Salem Podcast Network. Hear intelligent radio through your smart speaker. Just say, play Play the the Patriot Patriot Minneapolis. You want to feel important. You want to be part of something bigger, something that matters and that can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We felt that way too. I am Sergeant First Class David Crow from Farmington, Minnesota, and that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Minnesota Army National Guard soldiers. We are people just like you, and together we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit nationalguard.com forward slash MN to find out more. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard, aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and this station. This is an urgent announcement for anyone that's $10,000 or more in debt. Before you make another minimum payment, you need to know there are special programs that can completely free you of your debt. Total Financial Freedom can help you become debt-free in months instead of years. Resolve your credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and timeshares. Call now at 800-533-6605 for a free consultation. For 16 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get out of debt. You can feel confident when calling because Total Financial Freedom is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and a Christian-owned company. Don't get stuck in the endless cycle of payments. You have the right to get your debt resolved and substantially reduce your monthly payments. 
Call Christian-owned Total Financial Freedom now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. 800-533-6605. Are you tired of being told to hang in there on the Wall Street roller coaster because the market always comes back? Meanwhile, fees continue to be deducted from your account while your retirement withers away? Hi, I'm Mitch Lyons, best-selling author and star in a brand new Hollywood documentary called The Retirement Deception. In the film, you'll see how Wall Street's traditional retirement plans and 401ks have failed Americans. But more importantly, you'll discover the solution to protecting your hard-earned wealth and retiring successfully. You'll see how to grow money potentially double digits, beat inflation with increasing income, and when the next market crash hits, you lose nothing. So if you're over 50 and want a bigger, better, stress-free retirement, call to talk to a specialist and get a free copy of this brand new movie, The Retirement Deception. Call 800-578-3535. This is a $30 value, but when you call today, you get it completely free. Plus, I'll even cover shipping and handling, no credit card required. So don't delay. Call right now. 800-578-3535. Over the years, you've brought opioids into your home. They helped when you were in pain, and you held on to them just in case. But holding on to opioids puts your family at risk. Learn more at www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call to join us. Jack Tomczak and the whole crew, the, the thundering herd of Cossacks is in the green room getting ready to go. Uh, what are they going to talk about? Who knows? I don't even know if they know, but it'll be a blast. They've got, they've got Ben. Ben will be here. By the way, my band Elephant in the Room had a fun night out at the Anoka Legion last night here. Had a great time. Uh, next gig for Elephant in the Room coming up New Year's Eve at Fat Pants Brewery in Eden Prairie. This is going to be a fun one. It's actually a ticketed event. You have to go to the Fat Pants website. Uh, it's got a prohibition theme going on this year, which should be fun. And, of course, it's New Year's Eve. Uh, it's like one ticket price. You get drinks, food, prizes, the whole nine yards. It's going to be a blast. Hope to see you there. Her name is Rio and, she and, of course, we got five gigs coming up in January. So if you want to see the, the elephant in the room, oh, you're going to have an opportunity wherever you are in the metro. So uh, let's see what else is going here. Oh, yeah. Let's, uh, I said we we're going to talk about protests. And I may have to spend a whole show about it in a couple of weeks here talking about the the difference uh, in, in the types of protests you see uh, going on in, in, in different parts of Red America and Blue America. Now, yet again, last night, there was another protest. People who support Hamas blocking traffic in uh, Minneapolis. And they've, they've found correctly that the best way to shut Minneapolis down is really block two areas. The area, any place around the 9435W Commons, uh, Lowry Tunnel is a great example right there. Because if you if you did what they did, uh, was it last Monday or Tuesday, I believe it was, pull a bunch of cars into side by side along the freeway and pull into the, uh, the Lowry Tunnel and slow to a stop, you back up 94 and 35W going in whichever direction uh, as the backup uh, clogs both freeways uh, for the price of one, you basically bring the city to a halt for as long as you want to stay there, as committed as you want to stay to carrying on your protest. The city is pretty much at your mercy. And uh, they, they know this. The people who do these sorts of protests know this. And in fact, I have come to, especially on the on anywhere near rush hour, avoid driving on 94 uh, anywhere near the Lowry Tunnel, anywhere near the uh, the, the the Guthrie, not the Guthrie anymore, the Walker, for example, anywhere near Loring Park, that's become the epicenter for these protests. And, and when I say protests, I mean illegal blockages of key arteries in, in the Twin Cities. Now, you could say, hey, well, free speech. Uh, and and for, uh, protest is supposed to inconvenience people. Well, yeah. It is. I mean, to, to an extent, it's supposed to get people to think. But what you're doing is not making people think so much as you are imposing your power on them. You're you're bullying the city into submission of one form or another. It's not civil. And by the way, they're they're largely not willing to accept the consequences for what they did. There were eight people arrested for blocking the Lowry Tunnel, and five of them are facing charges. And you can 
I, I don't know. I if I were if I were a betting person, I would wager a shiny new quarter that uh, that that those charges will be dropped or pared down to the minimum possible uh, fig leaf to make it look like there is something uh, like justice in in Minnesota. Uh, by the way, in in Minneapolis. And by the way, I, I will say this. By juxtaposing with the idea that if, I don't know, uh, if uh, Pro-Life Minnesota or the Gun Owners Caucus were to block a freeway in the interest of discomforting people to uh, think about the issue of abortion or gun control or whatever issue, if it was a conservative group, you can count on there being water cannon and attack dogs and the National Guard advancing with bayonets on them because... We have a two-tier justice system. People who are in tight with the governing majority, uh, people who are in tight with the with the DSA, the Democrat Socialists of America, who wield a disproportionate impact uh, influence in Minnesota, and uh, we are, uh, and and of course everyone else. You don't get to block freeways, even if you were in, in, in wanting to do so. This these are the stakes. Now I contrast that with the. Uh, the protest this past, uh, I was yesterday or the day before, the Iowa State Capitol, where a former Navy fighter pilot, a Christian, a conservative, tore down a Temple of Satan nativity scene or whatever, holiday observance in the rotunda of the state capitol. Now, Iowa went the libertarian route and said, OK, one religion gets to put up a, uh, a, 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 a display. All of them get to. And the, the Satanists uh, said, well, yeah, we're going to do that, too. So they put up a. They, yeah, they put up their their holiday display. Now, I, I respond to them like this, and I'm certainly hoping the the Governor Reynolds does this as well. You see, the problem with this theory is that the Temple of Satan is not a religion any more than the Onion or the Babylon Bee is a religion. The, the Church of Satan exists for one purpose, and that is to heckle people of faith. You look at a Satanist, I. You show me a Satanist, and I will show you someone who is a lapsed Catholic with daddy issues or a fallen-away Protestant who has developed some, uh, I should say, fallen-away evangelical who has developed some hatred for his upbringing. That's it. That is all athe- uh, That's all Satanists right there. Most atheists as well, by the way. I, I know people who are atheists who-, who came by their beliefs, wrongly I suspect, but they came by their beliefs through some what 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 passes for them for intele- uh, rational inquiry uh, doesn't stand up uh, to much rational inquiry beyond the the initial knee jerk. That's fine. That's fine. Do what you want to do. But the church, the the, the temple of Satan, is not a religion. It is uh, a running joke that has developed some institutional legs to it. That's it. Nothing more. So I, I'm hoping the government uh, government of uh, Iowa. Uh, treats it accordingly. By the way, they have free speech, but they're not a religion. They're not a church. They're not something that that exists beyond trying to trying to <laughs> trying to dunk on on uh, people of faith. Uh, and that's uh, sort of, and that that tells you a little bit of something about the difference in protest. By the way, uh, the 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 perpetrator, uh, Mr. Cassidy, is doing what uh, nonviolent protesters are supposed to do: accepting the consequences. Something your Twin Cities protesters don't. Thanks for tuning in. God bless you all. God bless America. remember when we found out we were expecting you and we were so surprised. You were? Yep, but then we heard your heartbeat and knew you were going to change our lives. What happened after that? Well, you grew and grew in my tummy. You started kicking, sucking your thumb, and even making a fist. No wonder I was a surprise. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Would you like your mortgage paid for all of next year, up to $18,000? Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders Roofing. 
We are honored to be sponsoring the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Giveaway. We believe Jesus is the real Christmas miracle, and our desire is to share His gospel. If you enter daily through December 21st, you could receive an additional blessing this Christmas season. Go to am1280thepatriot.com and sign up today. And Merry Christmas from The Kingdom Builders. Attention all patriots, are you ready to embark on an unforgettable expedition? You're invited to journey with me on the Patriots Alaska Cruise, June 2024. We'll dive deep into geopolitical trends and unpack the influences shaping today. This experience is more than a vacation. It's a chance to participate in profound discussions and spirited debates with like-minded patriots. Seven action-packed days will explore new ideas and chart a course toward a bright American future, all while surrounded by the raw majesty of Alaska's natural wonders. You'll experience powerful creation as you're immersed in the splendor of glaciers and fjords. Let's come together as patriots in this amazing landscape. Mark your calendar, June 29th to July 6, 2024. Learn more and secure your spot on this once-in-a-lifetime adventure by calling 855-565-5519 or book online at PatriotsAlaskaCruise.com. If you'd like a smartphone that's really smart, download the OnePlace.com app, the app that will inspire your faith daily and provide answers to the biggest questions of all. OnePlace lets you download your favorite pastor's programs and listen even offline or in airplane mode with easy connections to your Bluetooth speaker or dashboard. To download your free OnePlace app, visit the iTunes App Store or the Google Play Store for your Android device and search for OnePlace. That's OnePlace. AM 1280, The Patriot.